Hey, waiters. Welcome back to the While We're Waiting podcast. It's Zemoria, and you all already know that I am super excited because the same familiar voices from episode three are back again. I'm talking about my 40 Deep crew. We continue an honest yet candid conversation, still discussing relationships, but more specifically romantic ones. The ladies give their perspectives on the need to heal before getting into a relationship, deal breakers, and non-negotiables while dating. Waiters, if you enjoyed hearing our hearts on the previous episode, I'm certain that this episode will definitely entertain you just as much as it entertained me. Without further ado, 40 Deep Part 2, featuring my besties, Kiera, Erica, and LaQueen. Enjoy! This conversation so far has really been good for my soul. It's like chicken noodle soup with some soda on the side. And <laughs> Thank you, LaQueen. But, you know, if you haven't gathered already, again, one of the reasons why I am who I am is because of the people who I am surrounded with. You've heard from my family and now you're hearing from my girlfriends. And I think it's just so important, again, when you have people who are able to speak life into you, who have no problem checking you, who are able to quickly identify things that you can improve on in order to be a better person. It just makes life so much more easy and it makes this waiting process so much easy so easier excuse me and so now as I was telling my girlfriends because again they have no idea the types of questions that I'm gonna ask and that's just what makes it so much fun I will be remiss not to have just a few moments where we talk to our waiters about relationships and when I say relationships I mean having a boo a boaz a ruth and I mean, I don't know if my girlfriends are okay with me saying this, but none of us are in a relationship except with Jesus Christ. <laughs> I did the ugly laugh. Oh man. And so being that we are in our in our 20s and we're closer to 30 than we are to 21, and that's been the phrase that I've been using. Sorry, Kier, it's the truth. We have to just be okay with it, okay? My first question would, would be, y'all, how are we feeling about this? Like, honestly, and just speak from your heart because the waiters need to hear how we're feeling about waiting still on someone to show up sometime around. Okay. Personally, um, I don't mind waiting. I feel like there's a lot of things I need to work on within myself in order for me to, before I give my complete self to someone else. I don't want to come into a relationship where, you know, there are problems because I haven't forgiven someone from my past or because I haven't, you know, officially addressed all the issues that I'm dealing with, bringing it into a relationship. I mm. think before I go into a relationship, I really need to work on myself first. And I'm cool with that. I'm cool on waiting. I don't want to wait until I'm 40, but I am cool on waiting <laughs> until my Boaz or my, you know, my God-given man comes. But at first, I have to focus on myself. I think when you focus on yourself, you can really um, decide what you want for yourself I and what you bring fair. to the plate in a relationship. So so what if you have been working on yourself? And I'm pointing at me as I say that because I have done a lot of growth, especially since my, well, I've only been in one relationship, but it was very toxic. So I took time out to heal the way that I needed to. And 
I can't believe I just said that on a podcast, but it's true. So if you have done the work, then why why are we still having to wait? So Erica, you want to take a stab at that first lady? Okay, so you're asking me if you have done the work, why are you still waiting? Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't tell. I don't think that there's one pinpoint answer for every person or there's one generalized answer. It could be a variety of different mm-hmm. things. Maybe, you know, it could be you think you've done the work, but you necessarily haven't. And, you know, you just have not been in the space to meet that person. Could be a location mm-hmm. issue. I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. God wants to move you somewhere else. And then that person that you want to meet is there. Or it could be you're not, you know, um, allowing yourself to go different places and try different things. Because sometimes what can happen, too, is we get into this routine, right? And then we're in our routine and we're seeing the same people every day. And we're like, why Why is this not happening? Why am I not meeting anybody? And the thing is, right. because you're in your same routine, you're not stepping outside of the box, exactly. trying to discover new interests. You know, maybe you're interested in, in painting. Who knows? Maybe you can meet somebody at a painting class. I don't know. Those are just a couple of things because I don't think that it's a blanket answer for every individual. I think that it is different for every individual. I think, you know, just praying and asking God for wisdom. If you do, you know, if you wouldn't wanting a mate, you're like, God, okay, give me wisdom, knowledge and understanding on what I need to be doing and, and what to do and, and just be open. So. That's good. That's good. So Kiera, I feel like I can ask you because you're big and bad. So I know you're not going to have a problem with me asking this question. Why are you still single friend? Wow, I wasn't sure where that was going. (laughs) I really didn't know where that was going. Um, Well, for me, it's past hurt Mm -hmm. that I have let go of and I'm happy. You know, it's not that I want to be this close to 30 and single. It's not that I want to, but I'm also not pressed about it. Mm. Um, when you're in a relationship, you truly have to care as much about that person's needs and wants as you do it your own. Yes. And I felt like I gave so much of that in the past and I didn't get much of that in return. Mm. So mm. it's just nice to be in a space where what I'm putting out, I'm getting back um, right. from myself. So it's not that I don't want a relationship. If someone comes along and they have what, you know, good things to offer, I'm okay with that, but I'm also not searching for it as I shouldn't be anyways. They're supposed to find me, but the the fact (laughs) of the matter is that for me, it was just, I think I'm partially single too, because for a while I was closed off. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't really allow, as we say, we we curve people a lot. I was doing that. (laughs) I, I would walk it around like I was talking to Z about this uh, a couple days ago. If you walk into a room with your head straight and like you're focused on this list of grocery items that you have and you don't want to be bothered mm-hmm. allowing somebody to come and say hello to you. That was me. My mind was set on one thing. You just um, wanted to get that fruit tart. That's all you wanted. Exactly. I just I just wanted to get my <laughs> cantaloupe and my cotton candy grapes and leave Publix, you know? And it was, that's just where my mind was. But now I'm open to it, but I think I'm more Mm. open to it because I'm in a better place than I was before. Mm. And 
you can't really ask someone else to bring everything to a table 100% if you aren't as well. There is no 50-50 in a relationship. To me, it should Come be 100-100. Come there on is now. No, we can't give half and half. What I put in, you put in. If I want 100, you give me 100, you know? That's and, good. and I'll give you 100. So that's just, I wasn't there yet because I still had a lot of past problems. But mm -hmm. I'm over that now and it's I'm in a good place. That's good. And I think that's fair to say because... First, we said you have to work on yourself. And then if you've done the work on yourself and then you think you're ready to move out there, let's say that you all meet someone and you think that, okay, I'm interested in seeing where this go. You all develop a friendship and then you all are thinking about taking it to the next level. But then the person who you've been getting to know, they reveal like, you know what? You really helped me realize, you know, after I've been vulnerable, I've been transparent which is what we just talked about in the first part of our episode, they realized like, you know what? I have some more work that I could do on myself because I want to be a hundred percent before we take it to the next level. Do you think it's possible for someone to be able to be in a relationship and heal at the same time? Or should they just focus on their healing? What's y'all's take on that? Um, my point, my opinion, absolutely not. And that's kind of what I was saying earlier. If I'm not 100% ready, I can't expect somebody else to give me the same. Because that's not fair. I can't have a list of things that I want in a man if I don't see how I compare to that list. Mm -hmm. So if I'm still healing from something, I don't see that it's fair to ask someone else to deal with that. Now, if it's something that, you know, I've, I've done the work in myself and maybe I still have trust issues, that is something that someone will have to work with me. If we're in a relationship, you know, we'll work towards that trust. That is something that will happen anyways. Mm -hmm. So I feel in that aspect, we are okay doing that together. Anything okay. else, you know, as far as if I'm still dealing with old issues, old drama, old expectations, I can't bring that into a new history. Hmm. Okay. What's your take on that, LaQueen, Erica? I agree with what Kiara said. Um, you know, I mentioned earlier, you know, you have to really work on yourself and realize what your faults are before you can move forward in a relationship, basically. And I just feel like, you know, if you go into a relationship, try to be fully committed, knowing that you have faults that you haven't fully addressed yet that could really hinder and possibly break down a relationship and that wouldn't be fair to your partner because he's probably trying his best but if you're trying to put your best foot forward and it's still something there that's hindering it then you can't really give your full self and that can be a very big problem that could lead to other major problems if you don't address it before you get into a relationship so or true. even early in the relationship you know, That's and good. hopefully and if you do end up with a guy who or just a person in general um, who is willing to work out and willing to really help you um, face those challenges that you haven't dealt with yet, that would be a blessing. But I think to be fair, it'll be good if you really just focused on those before you enter into the relationship or at least in the beginning. Deal, deal with them head first before you guys be fully committed as and possibly married or whatever. That's what I think. Okay. So what you're hearing, waiters, is not only is it important for you to do the work for yourself, but if you come across someone who 
they admit to you like you know what I could use some time just to heal you know just be receptive to that and then figure out whether or not you're willing to wait for that person to heal or if you're interested in still exploring more options so that's why I would have to ask Erica do you think that's okay you know for our waiters that they meet somebody they find out from this person that they've gotten to know like you know what I need to heal some more do you mind waiting on me what, what what would you tell those waiters? Would you tell them that they should wait on this person to have the opportunity to heal or should they continue to explore other options? We're just keeping it real here, waiters. We're just keeping it real here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So anybody, y'all should know, if you ask me for advice, that I'm the type of person where I'm not going to be like, you should do this, you should do that. You you know that by then. I'm not that type of person. I'm the type of person that's like, okay, if that situation arises, if that situation <laughs> arises, what you should have is wisdom. Assess the situation. I I cannot give a blanket statement for everybody and say you should just you should just leave this person. And you should just say, I say, if you are a person that does believe in prayer and you have wisdom, I feel like assess that person's actions. First of all, you need to know what you what you what you want. Now, if you don't want to stay in this situation, if you if you are looking at yourself and you're like, I know I don't want to stay in this situation, then by any means, if it's if you've made the decision that you want to step away, then do what you know what you want in that situation. But if you're conflicted, what you have to do is you have to pray for wisdom and say, okay, let me assess this person's actions. It, do I think this person can be good in the long term and maybe if they can be good in the long term maybe i can but again it, i feel like i'm just always like this whenever somebody asks me for advice i give you like literally two and i like because i'm the type of person i don't want to say oh yeah you should do this and then it, it backfires i like to give mm -hmm. you two options see what works for you see mm -hmm. okay you have to assess this person's actions and say okay can i can do i see that i really want to be around this person is this person worth the wait and even if they are worth the wait am i really to wait at the place that i am am i staying warm and if and if it's the answer is no then you have to have an honest conversation with that person and not coming off to that person and saying hey um you know i'm gonna walk away because you're doing your healing letting them know hey your healing process is important is important to me and i want you to to stay in that process but also letting you know where i am at this is the steps that i'm taking not putting any pressure on you but these are the steps that i'm taking to move guys have feelings too and because of that i as a woman am starting to realize that i need to be more cognizant and cautious about how I approach dating because it can't be just about what Zamoria wants, how Zamoria feels, and what Zamoria thinks is best. I'm starting to realize that, like Kiara said, it can't just be me 100% whole and healthy and ready for a relationship. So I'm trying to figure out the balance between not only am I being prepared, but if this person is at 90%, should I stay or should I go? So that's kind of where my perspective is with that. But that's so, real, though. That's real. You know, the experience that you're describing, whether it's directed or not, the experience itself is real. So there's no 
cutting this, cutting that. The raw details are your raw feelings. So I feel that regardless of the, the situation, the feelings are the same because no matter what situation you're in, it's you that's in it. So mm -hmm. you have to decide how you want to go about that situation, sometimes in spite of someone else's feelings. Because at the end of the day, you got to walk away from that and deal with the hurt or you have to stay and wait for that person to reach the potential that we cannot ever really truly believe is reality. Potential mm -hmm. is an idea. It's not the reality of where they are. So mm -hmm. I think it should be OK for anyone to decide, OK, I need to do this for myself right now. If I want to deal with the 90, then be prepared to deal with 90. Mm, mm, are you okay mm. with dealing with 90 and you can't question that person every time they are still giving you 90 because they told you from the beginning I'm giving you 90 mm -hmm. but if you mm -hmm. want that other 10% go somewhere else and you know that makes me think of one of my favorite movies and I won't say it out loud because I don't want to get sued because I can't afford to the lawsuit when they talked about the 80-20 rule even though it really deals with marriage it's like do you think that there should be rules concerning like the cutoff game for instance before I really started trying to take dating more serious at least in our generation, they make it seem like if this person chose their gum wrong, cut them off. If this person said that they were going to call you at 9 o'clock and they call you at 9.07 p.m., cut them off. If they say that they only root for the Bucks and not the Hawks, I'm making up these teams, cut them off. Like the cutoff game in our generation is at this point to me ridiculously stupid. And I'm guilty for trying to use every single thing with the reason why I should cut people off. So do you think that we have to do a better job about giving people grace when it comes to dating? Or are there just some certain standards that we should just regardless just have to use them to cut them off? I do. Oh, sorry. Okay, I do believe that there should be certain standards and boundaries set in place. Um, I think in order. See, I'm a newbie, so for me, it's it's a little different. But I do believe that you should give people grace. You should give people um a little more understanding and consideration, considering that you know things ha life happens. And you can't control everything that may happen in their life, just like you can't control everything that happens in your life. So to answer it simply, yes, I do believe that you should give people grace and just allow them to really explain their side of the situation and not jump to conclusions or make accusations when you really don't know the entire scope of what's going on. Because whatever they're dealing with, you could have been dealing with, whether it's bad or good, that caused them to not text you back immediately or call you back immediately or meet up. Life happens. So yes, I think you should give people, we should give people a little bit more mercy when it comes to dating. Um, that's, and that's just me because I don't, I'm not, I don't have a strenuous list, but that's just me. Okay. So I'm going to ask Erica. Oh, Erica, you have something to say before I ask my next question. Yeah. I was just going to chime in. <laughs> I think um, that it's a delicate balance of providing grace and monitoring patterns in someone's mm. behavior. 
now certain things that's a word right there just be like okay <laughs> this is not for me like if you're in an abusive relationship Mm -hmm. right. That's why, why uh, you know, I, uh, that's not healthy to to stay in that type of situation and be like, okay, well, I'm gonna monitor the pattern and see if he do it next month. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not right. talking about monitoring that type of pattern, but if if it's right. small things where somebody, you know, you know, they not showing up on time or just, you know, it could be something small. Monitoring that pattern and just saying, okay, is this some, uh, this person's behavior? Then it's like, okay, this is actually this person. Right. rather than a situational thing whereas mm. if certain things come up as outliers that's like okay i gotta I have to provide grace to that person and i can't be as stringent because like um when the other lady said i'm not perfect and they're not perfect and then there's going to be times where i may not and sometimes you gotta look at this too there's gonna be times where i may not meet their mark oh wow. and i want them Ooh, to provide grace good. for me you know, and if you want grace provided to yourself, you have to be able to extend grace. Yeah. So I just wanted to add that on there. And I think as far as what you say about our generation, I definitely agree, which is why we're in this type of microwave generation. But everybody's like, oh, I want that love. I want that love. Like, you know, <laughs> oh, auntie and, and grandma, where they were married like 50 and 60 years, mind you, you're we we're quick to which, you know, they have they, they may have had their own issues, too. But at the same time, they weren't as quick to throw away people, you know, and sometimes wow. we're able to throw people away just because it's not, you know, what, what what exactly meets what we want. You know what I'm saying? But like I said, everybody is at their own level. So where mm -hmm. I'm somebody may not meet what I want, guess what? I might not be meeting where they where they where mm -hmm. what they want yeah. as well, or the level they want me to be at. So I just wanted to add that in there. I love what you said, because I think that is a big part of our generation now where you'll see lots of memes um, talking about this as well um, on any form of social media, that we're not our grandmothers, we're not our ancestors, we're not our great grandmothers. And that, you know, they would put up with a lot more things that we don't put up with before we go on the first date. So <laughs> it's just. The, you know, and I don't know if it's the cancel generation that we have now or whatever the case may be, mm -hmm. but they would sit, you know, not all of them, but we, it's been known that our, at some point in our culture, they would sit through infidelity. They would sit through not getting the same amount of emotion that they want back. They would sit through knowing that granddaddy got a, a child over here. Papa was a rolling stone and a child over there. You know, mm -hmm. all of these things that are happening that we don't accept now. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I think mm -hmm. that we know our limits because we know what we want. Now, granted, they stayed together 60 years and some of those marriages were, I'm sure the majority, were perfect in their eyes. And that's what matters. Mm -hmm. They yeah. were able to deal with whatever they had to deal with, but they were happy in the long run. So I think that there isn't really a set answer, like he said, for any of it. It's about you and what your limit and what your boundaries are for what you'll accept and won't accept within the reason, obviously abuse, um, verbal abuse, as well as um, physical abuse. And emotional, mm -hmm. I gotta mm -hmm. add that one. And you know what, since you brought up the word deal, I think it's only fair being that you all, again, keep it 100. And some waiters who might be interested in testing the dating waters may not know exactly what they should look out for. We've already mentioned that abuse is a no-no. But what are some other deal breakers that people know of when they are oh. in? I didn't even hear the queen. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? She said bad, bad breath. breath. 
that's not a deal breaker, even though yeah. that used to be me back in the day. Yeah. I listen, <laughs> we can work on that. That is something that can be worked on, okay? Agreed. And you know what? I know Kiara, you gave me that look, and waiters, you can't see the look that she gave, but that's how you know I've I've had a lot of growth. When I was in middle school, I used to say that bad breath was a no-no for me. And the reason why was because I was young and I was misinformed and I thought that I would not be still single at my age. And so now that I'm older and realize that not everybody can afford a dentist, I have to be more accommodating when it comes to that being something that can be worked on. So what is what are some deal breakers? We're gonna just go around and we'll start with Erica because I don't have time for LaQueen at this moment with that comment about bad breath. Erica, what's some deal breakers? Oh, no, it's true. Oh man. Um I think some deal breakers for me would be. One will be, it's, it's so many things you could think of, but I think one that I've experienced personally that I realized that I don't want going into the, you know, an, another relationship or another connection with somebody is that I don't want to feel like I'm losing my joy with somebody, you know what I'm saying? Or I can't, I'm not comfortable and I can't be myself. You know what I'm saying? Because mm, I, you, that's good. Because when you're in situations where people where you're basically stifled and you shrink, that's mm-hmm. not a good a good situation. So I think that that would definitely be one for me. I think character. I think um, that person's you know faith or where their head is at because you know a person can live life you know, but the question is who's leading you. You know what I'm saying? Where where you go, you, you may think that you're leading yourself, but ultimately, who's who's really leading you? Who's leading your life? Where is your character at? Um, so so those are a couple of things for me. Respect, having respect for people, having respect for me, and it's not just about how you treat me because sometimes people can treat you well, and it's a facade, and then you know, um, or facade, facade. <laughs> I was waiting for the and that's how you know we're good friends because I was like, I'm just gonna go with it. Oh, my friend is educated waiters. I'm sorry, I've been been I don't know what been studying, been tired. Excuse me on that one. See, look, that's how we could correct each other, and we know we're right here, so yes. But no, like And but it's a facade, you know, and then you have to really <laughs> you have to really assess somebody's actions and really, you know, um take a look at them to see what type of person they are and not just how they, how they are with you, but what type of person are they really? Um another thing for me too is you know, and I have to work on this too, but I but I've learned I don't I don't like this is inconsistency in people, which Ooh, I've accepted in the past, you know, facts, and, facts. and I'm working on, okay, once I start seeing inconsistent behavior, I need to learn how mm-hmm. to kind of, maybe I need to just fall back and take a step back, but inconsistent behavior is not, you know, you say one thing and then you, you're doing another mm-hmm. and it's just like, okay, let me just read that person's actions and you don't have to be 
you know, combative or argumentative or anything, just fall back and, and match their actions, match energy. So, so yeah. That's something that you told me about moving accordingly. And that really struck home because I think one thing that you all have made known for me is I expect people to be like me, meaning whatever I do, I'm expecting that same thing in return. And that's not possible. Otherwise, what would be the point of there being another Zamoria? So I think that's a good point. What are some deal breakers for you, Kier? Um, For me, one main thing, um, I love the fact that Erica mentioned consistency. That's that consistency is key. It's key. Um, but for me, lying, I cannot deal with that. Whether it's um, something as small as you telling me that you're on your way to our date, but you haven't left your house. I mean, we all kind of do that. But it's the, <laughs> you know, if you start lying about small things, you'll lie about big things. And one thing that I've always said about myself, if you do something wrong admit it. And, uh, and admit it to me, mm-hmm. you allow me to make a decision about your action. Mm. But for me, if you do something wrong, I have to find out about it and you lie to me, then you're taking my ability to make a decision out of it. Because now I can't even deal with what you did wrong. I have to deal with the fact that you lied about it. And so that's the main deal breaker for me. Um, What you do wrong could make or break our relationship. That is true. But we're more inclined to work it out if you told me about it, rather than me having to have somebody come to me woman to woman, because that's not okay. Um, whether it's somebody mm-hmm. coming to me, telling me what they saw my man doing or whatever the case may be, I would rather you come and talk to me about it so I can make a decision. Um, lying just takes me out of the equation. The moment you lie, mm-hmm. I'm out of the equation. My feelings are out of the equation. How it affects me is out of the equation. Um, what you thought about what you did is out of the equation. Because now I can't even decide if when you're t- apologizing, if you're apologizing because of what you did wrong or because you got caught. Mm, that's good. I never even thought about, well, yeah, similar to cheating. So that's a deal breaker for me. So my final question, tying in the friendship aspect amongst us girls, when we're dating someone or right before we're dating someone, do you think it's important to first establish a friendship before dating that person? Or do you think that date and form a relationship at the same time? What's your take on that? You want to go first? Yeah. Uh, okay, I can, I can go. Okay, okay. Um, honestly, I'm not sure how to answer that. Um, I think mm-hmm. that if we, let's say, were friends before, I think that's great. Um, I think if we met at work and we developed a friendship, if we met um, with a group of people and we're developing a friendship, that's one thing. But for me, I don't know that I can say that someone that I met out at a club or at a dinner, I'm going to be friends with first because the idea would be that we're going on dates together. And if we're going on dates, we're getting to know each other and in and in getting to know each other, a friendship will develop as well. But I'm not going to say that I'm initially looking for a friendship from that person. I'm looking for a companion that will be my friend as well as anything else. Um, So I can't say for sure that when I meet that person, I'm ready to go straight for a friendship role. 
it just depends on how the encounter first happens. But I think being friends with someone first is what will make the relationship solid. I do agree with that. And in that, why, while we're building a relationship and going on dates, you're someone that I'm friends with, meaning I can trust you, I can confide in you, and I can develop with you. Okay, so LaQueen, what is, what is your take? Do you think that people should first start off as friends before they start to date? Or do you think that they should just date and then form a friendship in the process of that? Um, I think it should be the former. Start off as friends first because then you get to really know that person rather than guessing once you get into that relationship. Um, personally, that's something I would do. I think it's more... I think the relationship would be more valuable if you start off as a friend rather than just jump straight into a dating scenario and then go forth. Um, but then again, everyone is different. I, I'm not opposed to starting off dating. It sounds like I'm contradicting, contradicting, but I'm not. I'm not opposed to starting off dating and then going into a friendship. Some people make it work that way and they have long lasting friendships. But for me, in order for me to really um, know how that person is, you know, in a, as a friend and even as, you know, a boo, a boaz, a lover, I need to first be friends with them and form that kind of bond with them before I can really commit um, with them as a lover or whatever. Okay, I see you got a boo, a boaz, and a lover. Okay, then. <laughs> and then, Erica, I don't know if you're going to actually answer this since you say you like to give two perspectives, so <laughs> I don't really know whether or not I should even propose this question, but go ahead, friend. Yes, friend. You know, you already know my style. So yes, I'm going to give two perspectives. The reason why I'm going to I'm going to give two perspectives is this. Um, I think that um, if you go into a friendship, um, starting off with a friendship and that works for you, that's good um, because you're able because you care about that person more when you're in a relationship with somebody and you are friends with that person. It's not just based off of you know, lust, or it's not just based off of something temporary, but you guys have a strong foundation. Um, I mm -hmm. think that's really good because you already know on top of the romance and everything else, I care about this person on the basic level. I care about their life. You know, I care about their well-being. So that's the plus of that. Now, mm -hmm. I will say the con of that is that you don't want to get stuck in that friend space, though. Because the thing is, sometimes you start off as a friend and then every, both of you, you know, maybe somebody's mind gets trained into that, gets stuck in that space of, okay, this is my friend. And then they can't move out of that space. They can't move out of that, that friend zone mindset. So that's, a good point. that's why that's I a good give point. like two perspectives. There's two perspectives of it. Again, it depends on what's, what, what works for you. But maybe, you know, if, if you are you know, um, I, and I don't know, I, I, my thing is, it, it really depends on the person, because maybe if you go into the situation and you have a conversation with somebody and say, um, you know, I'm, I'm looking for a relationship, but I, I want to be friends first, but making that expectation clear that I'm looking for a relationship, because then, mm -hmm. it, that, then it's cleared up that, okay, actually looking for a relationship they want to be friends and the sense that we're not trying to push things and 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 you know be you know in a relationship in two weeks we actually want to spend some time talk on the phone see what you like to do maybe i can come hang out with you 
you come hang out with me, you know, things mm-hmm. like of that nature. But again, like I said, it, it really depends on the person, but you don't want to, I think start having somebody as a friend is a great thing. Cause you know, let's just say something does happen and you're, you have to part ways at least, you know, okay. Which, you know, that gets into a whole nother thing. Cause you don't want to be, sometimes you can't have lingering situations. How long if they decide, because the waiters need to know, because if we have to wait on establishing a friendship to see if it'll go to the next <sighs> level, how long should they be in this friendship, okay, and then try to progress if they decide they want to progress? How long should they just be friends before they need to be talking about, hey, are we moving forward or not? So we don't yeah. end up stuck in that mindset, as you said, Erica. Well, I think... I think that's why I I said in the beginning, this is such a hard question to answer. Um, Because when you're talking about the friend zone, it's delicate. You Mm want to be friends with someone no matter what. So I think that even using the word friendship in terms of relationship, they should just be synonymous. So I don't even think that we should be looking at Personally, for me, I'm a little apprehensive about looking into a relationship and starting off as friends. If we are developing relationship, we should be friends. Um, That should just be the case. Um, When you get into the friend zone, like Erica said, it's hard to come out of it. And then sometimes people become comfortable overlooking you, comfortable not fully respecting you in a sense that, oh, that's my friend, she'll understand. You know, so I, I, I think when you put friendship into it, it's delicate. Um, just look at a friendship as what it should be, period. It should be that when you're in a relationship with someone, if you love someone, they should also be your best friend. Mm. And I think that should work with relationships. So I, um, if you're going into a, if you're, for, to answer your question of how long should you wait? Mm-hmm. There Time. should not be there should not be a waiting process. Um, mm. There shouldn't be. Now, if you are on the same page, then that's just what you are. That's in the point, the terms of the grace period that we were talking about earlier. Are you allowing them to heal? Are you allowing them to get to a point where they're ready? That's what you're doing. Now, if you're doing that in the friend zone, your feelings shouldn't be in the equation. If you're doing that in a relationship, then your feelings should be in the equation, if that makes sense. So if you're if someone is asking you to be more than their friend and but they also want you to wait until they're ready, those are two different things mm-hmm. because you're not looking at this as a friendship if you want to be more. So if you want to be more, do not treat me and respect me. Like I'm just a friend to you. That was very deep. That y'all. makes sense. I think that just like again, going back to the whole the the purpose of this podcast is about waiting. And I think that what I'm learning is 
you have to figure out whether or not you truly should wait on certain things, certain people, certain places, certain positions that you want to be a part of. And it can be very tricky. This whole, to me at this point, I'm learning that this whole dating situation is like a fiasco and everybody's going to do what works best for them. But one thing that we talked about at the top of this conversation is about grace. We talked about being willing to pray and that's most important it's about being honest it's about being transparent and again I said at the beginning of the conversation it's good for you to practice those things with yourself first heal yourself first and then you're able to then be able to form bonds with people whether it's if you're a female forming a relationship with another female or if you are a female and you're trying to have guy friends which that could be a whole nother discussion for another day. But if you're just talking about having relationship with anybody, relationship first starts with self. And I heard something else today about how when you say relationship, it's about you being in relation with somebody where you all have common goals in the ship. So if you're able to at least have that, then you have something to start with. So regardless, waiters, I just wanted you all to be able to hear some perspectives from my girlfriends because these are actually conversations that I have with my girlfriends about dating and whether or not things should progress, things should not progress, how to move forward, how not to move forward. And so as we conclude today's episode, I would be remiss not to ask this final question to the three of you all, which is, What is now on your waiting list? What's at the top of your wait list? Kiera. For me, buying a house and starting grad school. Um, wow. I'm just, I'm ready to hit that next chapter of my life. So that's what's at the wait list for me. Um, and growth, continual growth. I don't think there has a, there is a stopping point on that. Okay. Laqueen, what is at the top of your wait list? Patience. No, seriously. Um, <laughs> Why was no, that so no. aggressive? <laughs> Whoa. Well, no, I say, I say patience because it is, patience to me, for me specifically, is growth. That's something that's really, that I'm really dealing with right now um, in my personal and in mm. my professional life. Patience. And that's something that I'm really trying to grab a hold of and really just trying to make it a part of myself I'm not as bad as I used to be but there are times where I slip up that's one thing I need to work on um, spiritually uh, um, as far as my personal and professional life grad school um, there are other opportunities I wish to pursue I don't want to say it yet because I'm still praying on it but there are other opportunities I am wishing to pursue aside from grad school so Thank you, you, Queen. Last but not least, First Lady Erica, what's at the top of your wait list? Uh, At the top of my waiting list is just finishing um, graduate school and and staying strong to complete what I started and um, personal growth. Like Kier said, it's a continual thing for personal growth. And I will just say this as well. When you ask for personal growth, it may not always be the way that you want it to be. But you have to be open to allow yourself to grow in different areas. Um, And and yeah, yeah, it's not always going to be what you, it's not always going to look and be, look how you want it to look and be wrapped up in a, in a pretty bow. But 
Just amen. We call her first lady right there. That is right. amen. It's the it's the it's the drops of jewels for me. Okay. So with that said, I just want to say thank you, ladies, for being willing to take some time out of your busy schedules to have some fun with little old me and ask you random questions. I think you all did a great job. I feel like waiters will have to have them on again. But until then, I hope that you all had as much fun as I did and that you learned something new. And until next time, this is the While We're Waiting Podcast. Peace.